Hello and welcome to season seven, episode two of the Tony Time podcast, where I'm actually catching up with festival bride to be 2021 Sarah, who planned the most epic festival themed wedding just a couple of months ago. Now, if you haven't listened to Sarah's first episode already, that was season one, episode eight of the Tony Time podcast. I would recommend checking out that first. And here's how it all turned out. Here's how all the planning, the DIYs, the creations, and all the styling worked on her Glastonbury themed wedding day. Mrs. Blaine and welcome back to the podcast. Hi. How's it feel to be married? Very strange but the same. It kind of feels like the day has gone and now we're married but they've got so much to look forward to that it just feels the same. Everyone, I think everyone says that because obviously living together beforehand and having like a life together beforehand you kind of have this like big day and then life kind of goes back to normal I guess. Yeah, and we just fall back into it, just a different last name, and that's it. Yeah. How have you found changing your last name over? A bit stressful. There's a lot of things to change that I didn't think it would be that much of an effort to do, but um, I'm kind of taking things slowly and doing things. I think I'll probably get to next year and still have multiple things to change, but as long as the main (laughs) things are done. Yeah. um, And I've I've still got eight years left on my passport, so that's not changing anytime soon. Oh, no, because you can't transfer it, can you? So, no. No. I'm not paying no. for a new one now. No. <laughs> um, so you were first on the podcast, I think it was season one, episode eight, which was like, I don't know, was it like 18 months ago or something like that? That is yeah. just mad. Yeah. Back in May 2020, I guess a lot has happened since then because you'd, you'd already done so much wedding planning. So I'm going to encourage people to go back and listen to season one, episode eight, if they haven't done, because then a lot of it will probably make more sense. Um, so you were planning a Glastonbury themed wedding after your epic proposal at Glastonbury in 2019. And the first thing I want to ask you about was your epic invites because you described them all to me on the podcast back in May 2020 and they sounded incredible. So let's just talk through your invites and then how like people's reactions to receiving them. Yeah, so I always thought I always wanted to have lanyards as our main invites for people and Wedfest, I spoke to Marty from Wedfest who is great if anyone wants any festival themed anything festival themed just go to them and they'll sort you out but I've worked work with him to design the perfect colorful invites that um, we sent out and people were just absolutely like flabbergasted really with them yeah. um, we had it was pretty much like a wedding day when they got them because they were just posting on Instagram we had friends with them around their necks just like <laughs> and they're all hung up in their house and they're still there now we go around to people's houses now and our invites are still there yeah. um, and they were able to wear them to the wedding as well so we had all of our guests walk around with the lanyards on um, and it also had the time timings of the day so it's really easy for them to just know what's going on wow um, whereas usually you have a paper invite that you shove in your bag because you just want to know the postcode of a venue whereas this was actually able to be used and there's lots of photos of people just guests wearing them and it just looks amazing well it will feel like they're at a festival as well and I know that you you wanted this festival 
theme for your wedding day and you really really did pull that off yeah I mean it really would have felt like they were at a festival definitely and you named your wedding I guess as Blaine Fest which is again just absolute madness but it just feels like fantastic and I think a lot of people including like a lot of the brides that I've spoken to like wished they came to your wedding day (laughs) yeah it, it was it was so much fun we've had guests want us to keep doing it every year so having a, a oh, festival wow. we're like well, well next time we might have to sell tickets because we're not going to be paying out oh, again gosh, but, yeah. but we we did think maybe on a big wedding anniversary like our fifth anniversary we might do a kind of festival to a festival themed and Party. sell tickets and get people to come again because we will probably get onto it but we had a bit of a merch stand and that had hats and t-shirts so people are now at home still sending us pictures of them sat in their hats and t-shirts and taking them on holiday and stuff like that which is pretty cool does it feel weird like feeling like a little mini celebrity yeah it does it really does (laughs) um so you also had on your wedding day the big like blaine fest letters as well which look like so colorful and brilliant i don't know if you actually planned them by the time i spoke to you no we didn't so it was one of those things that joe took hold of he always wanted to make them so he made them himself no way probably spent them about a week painting and sanding but they literally look amazing and we've still got them now so my mum's put them in storage for us she was like you can't chuck them away so we're going to keep them and maybe on our fifth anniversary when we do it again or do yeah. a different celebration we can bring them back out absolutely and um, so you guys had a humanist ceremony on your actual wedding day so you had a civil ceremony like the legal part of a wedding the day before how are you feeling that week leading up I was fine actually I, I was kind of more nervous about the whole the little bits I think just making yeah. sure that timings work the civil bit I was nervous because the um, registrars didn't turn up until like on the time and I was thinking oh no it's not going to happen and then we're going to have to end up doing it after our humanist thing which I'd rather do it before yeah but it was nice to do the get the legal bit out the way beforehand so we didn't have the stress actually on our wedding day did it feel strange almost turning up to your wedding day already being married or did you not really tell anyone that that's actually the legal bit was actually happening the day before? The only people that knew the legal bit was happening were the people who were invited. I think people knew because we didn't do we didn't sign the regist- register yeah. on the day and didn't do that kind of thing. But a lot of people were surprised at how good a humanist ceremony is and how yeah. how much more personal it is than legal ceremony. It really is. So let's talk about the wedding morning. So you you had the civil ceremony the day before and you had that with your immediate family, bridesmaids, groomsmen, bridesman. So you've you've got all these guys staying at the venue with you the night before, have you? Yeah, yeah. So they were all in, um, they've they've got some holiday cottages. So we all stayed together um, and had a bit of a a party the night before, which was really, really nice to get everyone everyone together. And it meant that some people who didn't know others um, were able to um, get to know them before the wedding day. So actually on the wedding day, yeah. if, the, if they were a partner of my bridesmaid who didn't know some of the groomsmen, they were actually quite good mates by the end of the day. So yeah. there's a bit of a good relationship going on already. Yeah. And then on the wedding morning, did you stay with Joe the night before? Or... I did, yeah. yeah. I did and um, I kicked him out. I think it was about 6am. So he <laughs> went and he went and there was like a, a groomsman and best men holiday cottage and then all yeah. the bridesmaids kind of came to me. Yeah. 
how was the wedding morning so I guess it was an early start if you're up and out at six yeah I think our uh, makeup artist who was amazing she came at 7 a.m and then we then had the the hairdresser come I think it was about eight so it was it was an early start but very very chilled yeah um I would say it was the chilled I've ever been since on the lead up to the wedding I was just like yeah just do whatever I, I, I'm kind of one to not really do my hair and makeup to go out anyway. So to have it done for me makes it even chilled. I'm yeah. just chilled anyway. Easy. Did, were you feeling like nervous at all? Or do you think you were so organised that there was nothing really to feel nervous about? Yeah, so Joe and I, before, I think as soon as I kicked him out, we walked. We went to the teepee because the teepee was about a five minute walk from where we were staying just to check everything over because I, I, I wanted to be sure that everything was just in place. So I went yeah. to make sure that everything was there and I knew that everything was in place and then I just came back and I, I was just, yeah, not that oh, nervous. No, I guess because um, you did it all yourself, you did all the decoration yourself, didn't you? So I guess you you are in complete control as well. Yeah, and I think, I think you can either be, in, if you've got people doing it for you, then you've just got to either, you've just got to let them do it and yeah. just let them take control or you take it on yourself and you do all the decorating yourself and then you've yeah. got the whole control of it. Do you have any regrets about that, like doing it all yourself? Because I know that you must have spent hours and hours, probably like weeks and months into um, I the don't, planning. I don't think, my, personally, no, because I've really enjoyed it and I'm quite a crafty person. So I've really enjoyed making things and then, make, then having the whole picture um, yeah. was just perfect to see and then kind of being like, yeah, I did that. That's mm. something to be proud of. But no, no regrets at all. So what time was your humanist wedding ceremony on your wedding um, day? It was 1pm. So you've got quite a, a long, chilled morning, feeling good. Do you think Joe's yeah. feeling nervous at this point? No, I don't think at all. And I think that comes down to the fact that we've all, we're already married. So we've yeah. already had that that scary bit is done and you don't have to do the the particular word you have to say. Yeah. We don't have to do that. We can't. We had our vows in the, cere- in the humanist ceremony um, so that was the only bit that I was nervous about saying and Joe was nervous about saying because we, we didn't hear, it, we haven't seen each other's beforehand. Right. So how was the humanist ceremony? Did you have like uh, conversations with them beforehand and it, it was a very personal ceremony to you guys? Yeah, so we met with our celebrant yeah. and she, um, we met her the, a couple of weeks before and she went through pretty much our life story and our um, relationship so she then went off and wrote a bit of a story about us um, and asked what we wanted to do with vows we could have picked vows that she provided or yeah. write our own and we chose to write our own because I just wanted it to be a bit more personal mm. um, and then we did um, we did some hand fasting as well which was really fun and something yeah. a bit different as well that not many people do in their wedding but um, my my surprise was that Joe started crying when he was saying his vows and I didn't think that would happen really? <laughs> um, yeah, he started, yeah he was um, crying his eyes out in the last little bit which then made me cry and everyone else cry and then I had to say my <laughs> vows so that was not fair <laughs> oh I bet it's so lovely though like making your own wedding vows because like you say it's so much more personal than just reading after someone else is speaking as well yeah and Joe put in some Oasis lyrics that we really liked the song so he put that at the end and that's what made him cry and that's what made me cry Um, so yeah but then we could also add a bit of humour as well and make it really personal to each other and one of the things that you made for your ceremony was the pom-pom backdrop 
that yeah. looks incredible i feel like it you could was, actually have yeah. like a wedding shop after all this <laughs> i i yeah i've definitely thought about it um and if anyone does want me to make <laughs> pom-pom backdrop for them then that's fine and i will i've actually sold it on to another bride oh really um, and i've sent that off recently so hopefully i can see some photos soon and it can then go on to another bride it'd be quite nice to be something that could be reused oh, over and over again definitely it does look incredible i'm not surprised that someone's wanted to buy that off you so yeah after the humanist ceremony what happens then then we had a bit of a drinks reception with canapes which was lovely and we had a confetti pony so um, confetti it was a pony, pony. <laughs> I've not heard of this. It's um, Ambridge Farm provided one of their ponies that had the confetti in baskets on its back. um, And it also had a flower crown. So that kind of just got me. As soon as I saw the picture of a pony with the flower crown, I had to have it at our wedding because I was wearing a flower crown. And the ponies were in a flower crown. I thought, perfect. Um, so yeah, so um, it's just it was just holding the confetti so people could grab the confetti ready for the confetti shop. But it was just um, something a bit different than just having it in baskets. Yeah, and that's mad. Was, and, and, the, and the guests, and it's something the guests keep saying to me now. Um, they're like, oh, I loved your love the pony, and everyone was able to just like pet the pony and have photos of the pony. It was just lovely. <laughs> and this this is an adult only wedding as well, so we've got yeah. <laughs> the thing is that animals just make people happy don't they yeah, they really, yeah. Is... I, I love them um, I think it's the lot la- I think people have llamas and I think that's great as well yeah that's a, a lovely yeah. thing to do confetti pony that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> so during your drinks reception and canapes are you kind of just are you hanging around with the guests for like a couple of hours before you sit down yeah for meal? so we had so we had an acoustic um player play some music as well so we had him come um and then we had some long games outside and this was when we we kind of just mingled with the guests for a bit and then then we went to go and take some photos but we only we we said that we never wanted to go away be away from the guests for longer than half an hour so we just went for half an hour photos with with our groomsmen bridesmaids um, and that was it and then we were back to it because we didn't want to miss out on anything yeah yeah especially like when you're paying for like music and entertainment and things as well exactly we want to be entertained as well I don't want to be just offered a couple of hours taking photos Uh, miss out on the canapes the drink and everything I remember you you describing your venue to me in the first podcast and you said it's like it's literally just a teepee in a field and it overlooks a lake but it doesn't look like that at all it looks like you're actually at a festival do you think were you worried in any way about the weather with it being like a lot of outdoor yes yes so we did have like contingency plans in place that if it was to rain we would have it everything would be moved inside so we wouldn't have the lawn games but we would able we would be able to move all the tables away and then just put them back in once we needed to sit down it would have been a bit more of a like a mess really if it did rain because it would have just been so chaotic in the teepee but luckily the sun came out we were but we were weather watching for the whole week because it was Rain. raining pretty yeah. much most days to um, up until the wedding. So we were, I think we were just very lucky. Um, I did have some wellies just in case as well. And yeah. I would have bought my bridesmaids wellies as well and all the groomsmen just to yeah. have. Matching wellies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like if you're planning a festival wedding, I mean, you're probably quite happy not happy but happy to have the rain at a festival every now and again you kind of expect it I did purchase ponchos for the guests I've got loads of ponchos still at home um and we had loads of umbrellas because I just wanted to just make sure that if it did rain 
then we're ready for it and it's not going to ruin the day so let's talk about the placement of the the different parts of the day so your your humanist ceremony was actually outside wasn't it yeah it was yeah it was outside overlooking the lake and yeah it was perfect and it was it was so nice to just and everyone was sat on hay bales so we had all the guests on hay bales and then we I was able I just wore my converse shoes all day so it was I was able to just walk down the aisle Nice and so comfy. Yeah, so comfy. So your holiday cottage is like a five minute walk to the sort of like venue area where the teepee yeah. and the and the outdoor ceremony was. That's amazing. Yeah, I bet so it really we, did feel like a festival. It really did. It really did. And once I saw everyone there as well, and some of them had the lanyards on when I was walking down the aisle, I was like, <laughs> this, looks, this just looks amazing, amazing. <laughs> amazing i know that food was also a big part of food and music essentially like the biggest parts of your wedding day tell us about like the the sort of food and things that you had planned on the day yes the food we always wanted laid back we didn't want breakfast breakfast. yeah three course meals so for canapes we had jalapeno poppers um chicken skewers the buffalo chicken skewers and like um, honey and mustard sauce like mini sausages Mm. which were just like the guests just kept eating and eating but that's (laughs) what we wanted um and then for the meal a bit of a menu so people they had mac and cheese balls were brought to the table to keep everyone happy and then there were people were able to pick a choice of burger so they had three choices and two choices of the fries as well so it was kind of they just go up they just order and then they go and pick it up from the the food truck that we had on the site nice and let's talk about the actual like tables themselves did you guys have a sweetheart table is that a table yes, for we two did, yeah yeah we did yeah so we've always um it was always a thing for me that I wanted to do that because I thought well I've always been told that on your wedding day you need time to yourselves mm-hmm. so you need to be you need to be together and make sure that you've got time just to be the two of you and I think having a sweet t- sweetheart table you've got that there yeah so we were able to just like sit at the table and see all of the people we love in the room um, and kind of just talk about it and it was just, yeah really really nice definitely recommend to really? anyone to have a sweetheart table yeah we love our parents dearly but mm. it's kind of you don't you're not having fun with your parents yeah. there you, yeah. we kind of we mix them up as well we had our friends close to us so we were able to talk to them otherwise you just sat with your with your parents next to you it's, yeah so I'll just be on your own I must admit like if I was getting married I don't think I'd have like a long top table because you're all facing out and you can't even communicate you can't with those. Talk, no 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 exactly so I, I think having just a sweetheart table and then you could have your pa- if you wanted to be by your parents and yeah. table in front of you or yeah. table to the side of you I think that would work much better and then let's talk about the table centers and all the decorations that you had on the tables because I know you put quite a bit of thought and effort into those as well yes yeah, so for our uh, the centerpieces we had Wellington boots so we we had there were kids Wellington boots that we got some stick our Blaine Fest logo stickers on <laughs> um, um, and actually the day before my mum picked loads of flowers from her garden um, and greenery and my bridesmaids and the groomsmen we actually all made the made the centerpieces ourselves so we did all of the flowers ourselves um, wow. for the Wellington boots and then we had some um, the Glastonbury different stages in there as well as, as a sign for each table name 
Wow, amazing. And lots of pom-poms as well. There was lots of pom-poms on the table because why, yeah. why wouldn't we have? Why not? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. So yeah, and then you've got your festival-themed food. Did you just have the one canapés and then the mac and cheese balls and then the burgers or did you have desserts as well? We had desserts as well. We had, um, they were different. We had th- uh, three different types of desserts in bit- and shots in like shot glasses. Um, so people were able to just pick whatever they wanted which was which they're very tasty but kind of I didn't really I forgot about them until later on and I was like where's the dessert so luckily <laughs> there was some there was some left did you have to have like outdoor caterers or like servers on the wedding day or did like the food truck sort of provide that for you yeah so the food truck provided it for us so um, luckily the food truck's from a, a restaurant so they I think they just used some of their their uh, staff yeah. that they were able to just bring but and I don't think there was that many of them to be honest and we had our um the venue provided some people as well to help with the with the serving as well so that yeah. was great yeah and what about all like the drinks and things is there a bar included in like the TP or yeah so the the venue had a, had a paid bar as well and we were able to provide drink as well and they served that for us as well so we we actually provided beer lots of beer and lots of cider and soft drinks um, and then we had the wine the champagne and the prosecco and the venue were able to serve that and then we said to the venue can you open at six o'clock for paid bar for yeah. if, once we've got through all the other all the other drink which was which worked out really well yeah your favors as well I don't know if you still did the favors that you mentioned on the first podcast but I know you mentioned you've already mentioned that you had the blend fest merch as t-shirts and things yeah so we had we had a bit of a merch that so we, our favors we had wristbands um we thought we'd give people wristbands so they're able to wear and, and there are some great photos of people <laughs> with the the wristbands on and then we also had cups as well so blame fest cups so they're like plastic pint glasses that right. people have and we go around to people's houses now and people are using them um, in their <laughs> house which which i really like and i've got one i've got one yeah. at work that yeah. I use for my water at work but we've got we've got loads left as well but they'll they'll keep us going maybe for the next blame fest but we did have a merch stand as well which we kind of thought is like a favors people can go and pick what they want so we had on the merch stand we had uh, magnets so we've got blame fest magnets blame fest badges blame fest hats so bucket hats and caps and then we also have blame fest t-shirts so we thought instead of giving everyone a t-shirt which we originally thought we were going to do yeah people could go and pick what they wanted instead so they had a choice of what they wanted which made it easier because otherwise we would have had to guess people's sizes and it would have been a lot harder yeah so where did you get this idea from obviously from glasto i guess yeah yeah so any concert having having any merch so just different merch i'm like oh yeah i could we could do that we could find um i found different companies online that did different things and there was we did stickers as well yeah so just just like going to just like going to a normal concert you there are loads of different merch that you can buy (laughs) yeah so let's talk about the evening time after your meal ends do you have any sort of break or anything and do you you have to like sort of clear any tables out or so after our meal ended we actually played bingo so um, we did a (laughs) A kind of bongos bingo we actually asked one of my one of my bridesmaids and a good friend of ours who was the master of ceremony to do a, a bingo themed half an hour to kind of it was when the evening guests started to arrive so it was that dull it was that dull time where it's usually waiting yeah. for the um the band set up so they we just asked them and they just went off and did it themselves we didn't have any input 
the only thing I I had to do was buy pencils and the bingo ball machine and they yeah. took it off and did it themselves so they they actually turned up with big sparkly jackets and sparkly hats on and a massive load of blow up like t-rexes sharks prizes <laughs> so that was pretty cool so they ended up having they ended up doing all of that for about half an hour which was really fun and it got the whole room like singing along um, and dancing in like true bango bingo style exactly exactly and it was it was literally perfect we kind of we didn't know what to expect because we we just it was one of those things that yeah just go and do it and go and yeah. sort it out and they did and they they were amazing if for anyone that's not heard of bango bingo how would you describe it do you think it's kind of like bingo game on acid it really <laughs> really is it really is yeah but it, it I recommend having that some doing something in that time because it is that dull between what do we do next? We've just finished eating. Yeah. We do we get up and do something or where do we go? It's kind of just that that time frame where usually you're just sitting around mulling around waiting for the, the yeah, band chilling. to start. So then after the bongo bingo finishes and new evening guests arrive, what what happens next? What kicks off next? Then the um the DJ starts. So we have the well the bands setting up and then we've got some music starting then. So then it was just we actually went off and had some photos taken. Um, just the two of us which was quite nice because it was golden hour and the, the lighting was just really really nice yeah um so we, I'm glad that we did do that yeah and then the, everyone was just everyone already had lots to drink so it was very fun um yeah. and there was there was all these blow-up animals now <laughs> yeah. being thrown around the room which was great but we were lucky with our teepee that there was an area already for the the DJ that was clear um, oh, so people okay. were able to just move straight away and we, they didn't have to move any of the tables um we also had a photo booth set up then that started and people were able to go and have their photos taken which i've got some great photos in I our bet, album from that <laughs> <laughs> so talk us through your first dance as well how was that yeah it was really good so we had so we had the dj and then it was our first dance i think it was about 8 p.m that started and we had it to cold play sky full of stars which is just yeah our favorite song yeah. um so we had that and it was it's one of those songs that starts off really slow but then about 30 seconds in it will just go a bit crazy so everyone just came on the dance floor and was dancing yeah. so that's all I wanted I wanted a song where people could just come on because I yeah if having three minutes of just you two on the dance floor it's just a bit too much so. yeah yeah do you feel like in that time did you want to take any time out at any point to like just like really taking what's happening or are you just yeah, like was, in the it, moment yeah I think I was in the moment a bit the day went so quick yeah and they all you always hear people saying how quick the day actually went but it was I'm sure I woke up and then it was my, our first dance and I was thinking oh no it's nearly the end of the night mm. and I really didn't want it to happen <laughs> really nah. didn't want it to end no nah. do you do you kind of wish that you you might have taken like five ten minutes out to yourself in that evening time because like you say it just goes so fast yeah I think so I think it would have been nice to just come out I think by the time we did take time out it was about yeah. 11 o'clock at night yeah. and it was kind of like it made, a lot of the older people have already gone home already yeah so I bet you were so sad when it all ended yeah I really I really was it was because it the whole day went to plan and was perfect so yeah. I couldn't really wouldn't have changed anything or added anything yeah is wedding blues a thing like the the days following how you feel I think so I yeah. really think so so luckily my best friend my bridesmaid and Joe's 
best man was getting married on the Friday following our wedding on the Saturday. Okay. So the the wedding blues wasn't really a thing that week. And we actually went to go and see Cortina's as well in Scarborough, which is quite far from us. So yeah. we had a little bit of a mini moon night away. Yeah. I think I definitely recommend people going away after their wedding for a couple of days, even if it's not your mini moon or your honeymoon, yeah. just get away because otherwise you come back and your house is your house is just full of rubbish and leftovers from the wedding that yeah. <laughs> it kind of stresses you out you, that adds to the stress and the blues as well yeah. you've got to sort that out yeah. um just get away lock the house leave the crap in a, in a room yeah. and then come back to it later on yeah that's good that you had something else planned sort of seen as well and especially another wedding to go to then you still like live in the wedding high yeah yeah like looking back on your wedding day those like that week after did you have anything that you thought oh, actually, I would have done that differently. Or I didn't think about that. I don't know why I spent so much time planning and designing and creating something. I don't think so at all, because I always had on the day, um, I had lots of people come up to me and said, oh, you, you thought of everything and you, all the little things yeah. were just really good additions. Like we had loads of like signs that were created and we were able to little things like that kind of added to it and everyone just said wow I wouldn't have thought about that and things like flip-flops people really appreciated the flip-flops people yeah. really really appreciated the blankets because it went cold at night and yeah. um, people appreciate the um, little things like the bathroom baskets with hairspray deodorant stuff like that little things that they are they are annoying to do and they are little things but the guests actually remember that and appreciate little yeah. things like that I think the little bathroom baskets are a good shout because you don't often see them, but when you do see them or if you need something and it's in that basket, you think, oh, thank God. Yeah, exactly. I had a friend who'd ripped her dress and in the bathroom basket, I had a sewing kit uh, which had little safety pins in and it meant that she wasn't... Uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable for the whole day. She was able to just sort it out and then not think about it, which I think is just... Yeah, those little touches really make a difference. Did you say you, you, did you make the signs then or did someone make them for you? Yeah, so it's Daydreamer Creative Studio. So she made a lot of our signs. They they were all over. We had, I think we had about five from her and we made some, we had some chair backs as well. And these signs are now up in our house. So we've got them in our bedroom. We've got them in our cloakroom. We've got them in our lounge. And it's just, yeah. And we also had a neon sign that everyone remembers as well. And that's now up in our house. So when people come to our house, they remember the day, which I think yeah. is really nice. And I think it's good to buy stuff for the wedding that you can reuse and yeah. not just chuck away. Yeah, definitely. How would you describe those signs? Oh, like banner signs, banner signs, maybe. Yeah. Um, like, oh, you've got just, two. Yeah. yeah. I've got two, yeah. I've got, and I've got quite, a, well, I've got four more downstairs in our house um, that I, I wanted to make sure that if we did buy something for the wedding, we yeah. could reuse them again. Yeah. And that might be, that might mean spending a bit more money. But yeah. if you, if you're able to decorate your house with them afterwards and it brings back memories, then why not? Definitely. And what about the neon sign? Is yes, that, does ne- that say blame fest? It does. Yes, yeah. so the neon sign. It was just an absolute hit. I'm so glad we we spent the money on it. That yeah. um, we've just got so many lovely photos of people with the neon sign. And if we do have it again, we can use it again. Um, but it's up in our house now. It's up in our lounge. <laughs> and we switch it on and it can just rem- remind us of the day I love that you know when you were first planning your wedding did you have a budget in mind or was it kind of like we're just we're just gonna you know do it how we want to do it we kind of had a budget in mind and probably blew the budget that we had but we I always thought it's it's one day 
it's yeah. kind of a day I wouldn't want to regret not doing something because yeah. it's it's our day and yeah so we were able, we we did what we could and we, we're not we're quite happy with what we've done yeah. um, and I'm so happy that we we did spend money on certain things yeah. because it's worked out that yeah it was the best day ever yeah what do you think was like your favorite part of the day like when you look back what's that key moment where you think oh god yeah I think I think our first dance I always yeah. think the 30 seconds in and then everyone coming on the dance floor and just like jumping around I think that was my favorite because everyone was there all my favorite people and we we're all just having a good time most yeah. people would have had a few drinks by then as well so yeah. it was just a bit crazy I guess that's that whole festival vibe as well if you're all like jumping around on the dance floor together that'll take you right into the yeah, yeah. exactly and our um, then our band straight after our first dance our band then kicked off and that's when so most people just stayed on the dance floor for another hour or so and then we had our food, then we had our evening food and then we went then danced some more and it was just yeah and then it was the end of the night and it was really sad <laughs> did you have like a, a time where it had to end yeah so we had to end at 12 o'clock and that was it but it was kind of luckily because all of the groomsmen bridesmaids were staying at the venue we were yeah. all there right to the end and then we were able to just pick up some of our bits and just walk back to the um apartment and then carry on partying yeah so which was which was then great because then we could just carry on yeah. and go from there and you're with your favorite people what time did the night really end then well for joe and i we pretty much just went to sleep because we just passed out <laughs> and that was it that was the end but i think most people were partying till about 3 a.m wow that's some that's some going that's isn't it after going, a full yeah. day drinking as well <laughs> You guys went on a little mini moon as well, didn't you? So you've gone to did, Scarborough yeah. to see the Cortinas, but then did you go on a mini yeah. moon the following week? Yes, we did. So we went to France. We went to the Champagne region. So we just got nice. in our car and drove. It was kind of a last minute decision um, because of all the restrictions. Yeah. And so we thought, let's let's go and do something that we haven't done before. We'll drive to France and we went to the Champagne region and just drank loads of champagne and ate loads of food which Amazing. is perfect we also went to disney as well oh wow um, because why not <laughs> why not <laughs> and then next year you've got your full-on honeymoon i think you've changed your honeymoon plans initially were you planning on going to hawaii yeah that's right we were meant to be going well we've we've i've always had in my mind that i wanted to do honeymoon in hawaii and vegas and san francisco and that was it whereas now i think after the wedding i think once you once you haven't booked it you kind of your whole mind changes and you just think of different things and what you could do so now we've decided that we're going to follow Coldplay who played a massive part in our wedding yeah. around Europe um, and do a bit of interrailing whilst we're there. Wow so when's that? That is next July so it's the beginning of July next year for two weeks and I think we're going to about eight eight different cities and seeing Coldplay about five times so Amazing. it's kind of it, it kind of brings it round because we pretty much fell in love with Coldplay because one of our first concerts was Coldplay yeah um, our first dance at the wedding was Coldplay um we then are now doing our honeymoon following Coldplay so it's kind of just been around the circle thing I feel like you need to reach out to Coldplay <laughs> I know I know I wish I wish they would they would message back we've definitely tried we've definitely yeah. tried but they just send us a general email back but maybe, maybe when once we're following them around in Europe maybe yeah, they might see your face like for the fifth time and think these guys are pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I did. I, I did have a wedding jacket for the day um, that's got Coldplay lyrics on the back, so I'm going to be taking that with me 
and following them around with that. So hopefully they'll notice the the jacket. Absolutely. So what was the favourite thing that you made for your wedding day? Because I, I know you, your jacket was like a big one for you. Yeah, Um. I think I think the backdrop, because of just ha- the, the, the wedding, pom-poms. the pom-pom backdrop, I think because it, the photos have just come out amazing. It's one of those things that it, it took forever. It took us probably about five days to make all the pom-poms really? create it. Five five whole days but it just was so, so like sans it just st- stood out so well it really did um and was amazing just what pom what pom-poms can do yeah well if anyone is planning a festival themed wedding they can probably hit you up on instagram at festival bride 2021 and i'm sure you'll uh, help them out with i will yeah from or make and some pom-pom backdrops they, yeah exactly <laughs> and if they ever want to help help making pom-poms or what we did then just come to me and ask some questions I don't mind awesome well thank you so much Sarah it's been lovely catching up with you and congratulations again it sounds absolutely incredible no thank you for speaking to me again thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and it's given you some inspiration if you are planning a festival themed wedding don't forget that this season is all the brides that have got married this year which is very exciting I look forward to seeing you next week. So please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to help this podcast grow.